Welcome to What the Fuck Fights. Brought to you by Something Mermaid <laughs> Entertainment. We. Okay, we've never had to do this before, but this is our second attempt because the laptop just <laughs> shut down when we were trying to record. So uh, wish us luck, guys. Yeah, we only got six minutes in. That's okay. <laughs> yeah. We're going to pretend like everything is fine. Yeah, it is fine. It's great. It's better, actually. So welcome to the show. I'm Jen Scott Pickett. I'm sitting here with... Chase Salt Pickett. And... Uh, uh, not Adam Saddam. <laughs> close enough. What the fuck is What the Fuck Fights? It's a fun competition we had to see which one of us can come up with the funniest craziest stuff from the internet in regular life chase is my partner but on this show he is my winner what? no <laughs> he's my opponent <clears throat> each week we have a new theme and anonymous adam is both our referee and our judge i'm helping yep <laughs> you can follow us on <laughs> who's my big boy <laughs> you are and i <clears throat> You can follow us on Instagram at Salty Mermaid ENT. And once a week, we do a hard post to let you kind of share your comments and see some of the pictures. You can also go to SaltyMermaidEntertainment.com for our blog if you want the links and further details. And you can follow us on TikTok at Salty Mermaid ENT. So um, if you like the show, please subscribe so you don't miss an episode. Leave a five star review. Say that slowly. Five star review. Yes. And Chase, why is that important? Because it makes us feel good. Yeah. <laughs> that yeah. is true. And we appreciate that. And yeah. since the show is free, it's a way to pay us by giving us a five-star review. But also it helps other listeners to uh, hear make it. us feel good. Also. Find us. In, oh my in our pants. I'm so done. All right, Adam, do you want to tell us? All right, ladies and gentlemen, <laughs> it's time for the weigh-in. Yes. This week's theme is elaborate weird crazy pranks and with the whatnot. I love that you always it's never straightforward it's nope. never elaborate pranks it's always elaborate pranks crazy baba zaba daba da yep that's <laughs> what you hired me for that's why I live here okay anyway what um, do you have Jin? um so I won't go into too many details with this because it's probably going to be one of those like rapid fire episodes where I think we have a lot of the same stuff too. Yeah, and normally we try to um, Ooh, prepare it's for be a fight. Yes, we try to prepare for that in advance, but today it's basically who can get to it first, right? <laughs> get to the hammer first. Yeah. So yeah. I um, brought a hammer. <laughs> some of the <laughs> shut up. <laughs> All right. Some of the um, things I'll be bringing to the table is I've got some companies, like big companies who went through a lot of work, not individual people, but like companies who decided to do a hoax. I've got um, one that involves the Hollywood sign, which is interesting. And I've got one that um, somehow convinced lots and lots of people, lots of people that there is this object that grows on trees. It does not grow on trees, but for some reason, people believed it. So uh, we're going to talk about that. I have a lot of the same things that she has. Do you really? <laughs> and I Shit. got a few extra ones, so hopefully it will be enough. <laughs> Great. <laughs> yeah. This episode's going to be awesome. Yeah, it's going to be so good. I think I have just enough to skate around what she has basically just picked. <laughs> okay. But it's okay. I still have the one I like, so it'll be all right. Okay. Yeah. Okay. So are we ready? Yeah, we're ready. Already, ladies and gentlemen, it's time for the main event. To my right, sitting in the I'll try anything once corner, this man eats rocks and shits bricks with the best of them. He's sawed as a rock and pushing as hard as he can. It's the constipated crusader, Chase. Yeah. You really stuck to that theme. I really did. And to my left in the bribe corner, she slipped me $20 under the table before we started, but the joke's on her because Chase already promised to take me ice cream. Take me ice cream? Take me to ice cream. You are really excited about the ice cream. Really you know, with the $20, I, you could buy ice cream. Yeah. 
The $20 that you're getting. We did this. Okay. Goodbye. Okay. <laughs> you stupid. Take it's... me out to the ice cream. Take <laughs> me out to the... Right. All right. How about let's talk about Taco Bell instead. Let's start over again. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> okay. All right. So uh, my first one is near and dear to my heart because recently we did a video for TikTok and I think it turned out quite funny. It was Chase's idea. He really committed to it and I thought it was hilarious, which I am biased, but Taco Bell also thought it was hilarious so much so that they commented on it and then they sent us a private message on Instagram and they were like, hey, can we share this on our website and on our social media? And I'm like, hell yeah, you can. And hey. Chase was like, hey, can we get free tacos? And they did not respond to that part. <laughs> Which is trash <laughs> because they can afford to give me free tacos. <laughs> right. Um, but I'm going to talk about the time that Taco Bell created a huge hoax. Now, in our first attempt at this podcast, Chase mentioned that a lot of companies these days with Twitter and stuff do this. But to their credit, this is back in 1996. This is some OG shit. Yeah, this is before like Twitter and That's stuff that we're used I was to. born. Oh my God. Yeah. Yeah. Hmm. Cool. 1996. You're old. Yeah. So um, Taco Bell buys the Liberty Bell, <laughs> which. <laughs> Why is it hilarious? It's hilarious because people got so angry about it. And, like, I get it. I get why, like, you know, this national treasure shouldn't be taken over by a fast food joint. But I guess it just... National treasure. The idea that so many people were so angry is what makes me laugh. So angry? Because corporate April Fool's Day pranks are a pretty common thing these days, but required a little bit more planning before the age of social media. So in 1996, Taco Bell pulled the wool over the public's eyes when they ran an announcement in the New York Times that they had purchased the historic Liberty Bell to alleviate national debt. (laughs) (laughs) What? How? I think it's a great idea, personally. I think they should actually do this, but okay. People flipped out and called the National Park Service to complain about the injustice. The injustice? I mean, you know what the Liberty Bell is, Adam, right? Yeah, it's you're a bell. So, you're so young. Made it's of cracked. Liberty. Why would he want it? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's broken. Yeah, just like my tacos the last time I got Taco Bell. The shells were all fucking cracked. I don't appreciate that. that sucks. Mm. I've seen the Liberty Bell. Have you? Yeah, I have, actually. Really? Yeah. I went to the museum where it's at. Oh, it's so why are you not outraged that Taco Bell would try to buy it? Because I love Taco Bell. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> I'm I on Taco Bell. Bailing is out of national debt sounds like a great idea. And what does it really change? Because, I mean, what are they going to do with it? Leave it where it Everybody is, Everybody was like, fuck, I was going to buy it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So, anyway, I thought that was pretty clever. I guess we should do one by one since we're competing. Yeah, that's what we normally do, right? This is a competition. Do you not listen to my intro? No, I don't listen to the podcast. Okay. <laughs> That's true. He doesn't. <sighs> so um, whenever I was on the internet looking up the most elaborate pranks. Oh, hoax, I'm Chase. I look up it. things on the internet. I do my research. Ooh. Okay. <laughs> going to move forward now. <laughs> Once I was looking into all these forums, I had a list of all the elaborate stuff. To Jen's credit, when we did this the first time, she was like, pranks and deceptions are two separate things. And to her credit, like, I could understand that line. And we Yes, do- because if you were All like, right, hey, me, I cheated hey. on you, I'd be like, that is a deception, not yes. a prank. All right, thank you. <laughs> okay. For more clarity, <laughs> this is a terrible prank. <laughs> <laughs> but people do that shit, though. Ever watched Got The you. Office, fake firing? Remember the fake firing? <laughs> yeah, but I'm saying if you actually cheated on me and you couldn't be like, that was just a prank. Sure you could. <laughs> <laughs> 
Okay, look sorry. at this camera, this camera, and this camera. Okay. I mean, let's be honest. Someone's tried it. Why are right? you crying? It's true. Someone has 100% um, tried it. But to my credit, mm-hmm. this uh, popped up in all of those forums, and I overlooked it many times. And I, then I finally went back to it, and I was like, this is the best thing I've ever seen in my life. Okay. But um, I... I, I would say to her credit, it doesn't feel much as a prank as it was just a very large deception, but mm-hmm. it's amazing. Mm-hmm. And for that simple fact alone, and that you stole all the rest of the ones that I had because we didn't check in <laughs> with each other, that it's what I have and it's what's available for today. Okay. So my elaborate prank <laughs> is the ghost army that helped <laughs> defeat the Nazis. Which is epic <laughs> title in itself. It is. Literally the craziest and most interesting thing I've ever read. Um, a mission, or as a trick, that's mm-hmm. what they're calling it, a trick. I guess that's why I threw it in the prank column. Yeah. Like, this was a trick. Um, it was a kept secret. It's been, it was kept a secret for decades, over 40 years, up until 1996, when they finally declassified yeah, it. Yeah, see, that's why I wondered why I never really had heard of this before. Right. It seems like it should be common knowledge. Yeah, and in their verbiage... Whenever it was declassified in 1996, it was revealed as the most elaborate prank deception of all time. Um, And their mission as the Ghost Army for the entire time of World War II was to impersonate Allied Army units. Um, And this is insane. So after the American military landed in France following D-Day, they won up the Nazis and tricked them all with a full army made up of inflatables and dummies. (laughs) What the Germans thought was a 30,000-man armed battalion was actually a bunch of art students wearing fake uniforms, sending out fictional battle reports over the radio, and hiding behind a bunch of inflatable tanks, inflatable trucks, and inflatable airplanes. I had no idea I had inflatable. I I saw the part about students. They were all inflatables. Oh my God. How long did it take to This should be a movie. They were all inflatables. No, they're fucking hear me. Tanks and tanks. Right. Trucks and airplanes. But you said people too. Well, they like built dummies. I don't think sex dolls are probably around. (laughs) People are just probably fucking pies. (laughs) You know? So. Pie fucker. Yeah. Um, once inflated like a tank and weighed about 91 pounds just from compressed air, which really isn't that much. It's 100 pounds. I have so many questions, though. So the the actual unit, which they were known as the Ghost Army, Mm -hmm. they never had an official patch or anything because every time that they were moved, they had to impersonate the allied forces that would be in those regions. So they would dress themselves up to look like the people that were supposed to be occupying that area. And at this time they would get out lots of compressors and they would air up all these vehicles. How did no one notice them? Like it's like a fucking cartoon, like they're like a Bugs Bunny. You Honestly, don't want to be like, like inflating they look, it. They look pretty good. Um, but how did no one notice that they were like? There's not a tank, and it's not rolling in. It's being inflated. No, like, it's because they would have it all set up, and then by the time that German units would come in to mm-hmm. spy on the area, mm-hmm. they would have everything going, and they would li- literally home alone the shit. They would have people <laughs> this is amazing. Who, like drive like with other vehicles like drive 
driving in circles through wooded areas, so it yeah. made it look like long battalions of people. Yeah. They put clothes out. They had people walking around and marching. But And it was all fake. And it was all fake. And what's crazy is that most this was a, an 1,100-person unit that was mm-hmm. in charge of this ghost army. And again, no one knew they existed. They were the only ones that knew that they existed. And they weren't trained to fight. Until they occupied. Oh, I'm sure some of them were probably trained to fight. But... Several of the soldiers were actually all artists, um, and they were recruited from New York and Philadelphia art schools. And a lot of them, after the war, um, went on and and to be like actually very credible painters and artists that were known uh, throughout U.S. history. Do you have any pictures? Name I do. um, Van Gogh. Yes. <laughs> no. <laughs> I just made Nailed it up. It. Um, but <laughs> it's not a real artist. <laughs> just to give you like an idea of like how much, like how big these battalions looked. Uh, one of the guys that was doing a testimony, he was like one of the last uh, ghost army people alive. And he was finally able to talk about it yeah. after 1996. Yeah. He said that on one of the stations that they had, they had over 400 tanks alone, 400 inflatable, inflatable tanks, tanks alone set up for one area. During their World War II, when they were occupying these areas, they had 20 separate battlefield deceptions that they set up. Oh, my God. And oftentimes, they were always put on the front line. And this was their ingenious idea behind this. What they would do is they would set up these battlefield deceptions in areas that they felt like German the Germany people would advance on and they didn't want them to advance to these specific <laughs> areas because it, it was tactically and put them at a disadvantage. So they would set up these large battalions to make the Germans feel like they were occupying these areas and force them to go into the direction that they wanted them to where the real army would be set up to Waiting meet for them. them. So they were trapping them. With fake armies. I just, I'm trying to wrap my brain. It's, like, whose idea was this? And how did he convince people to go along with it? And can you mo- imagine? And it was it classified, <laughs> so no one even knew that it was happening. Can you imagine if somebody on the other side <laughs> was spying and did, like, say, see it and see them setting right. up? And then he runs back to tell them. And they're going to be like, yeah, okay, it's inflatable. Yeah. <laughs> sure. Yeah. Like, no one's going to believe that, right? right? That's they, crazy. Literally, because they had all these art students that made very realistic dummies. And mm-hmm. they, like... They again, as I said, they home alone it. Kind of like when the burglars went to the house and it looked like there was a party. Right. So they did. They made it look like it was a large fucking Which is camp. Insane. <laughs> so here's some pictures of like the here's a, a group of guys holding one of the tanks in the air. Oh my because, god! Wow, it does look really real. Because it's and that's what I'm saying. They actually look real. <laughs> I mean, it's black and white, which does feel well, like I mean, makes know, it look more authentic. They get too close and they're just like <clears throat> tank I, like, noises. Imagine, well, I mean, consider this if you're. Um, in an airplane, mm-hmm. right? Well, yeah, absolutely. You know. Or even if you're like, yeah, flying by and you see a guy like lifting this. Right. He's like, oh my God, this guy's like the Americans bench are so pressing. Strong. I know, they're right. bench pressing but a tank. They weren't, <laughs> all of this was set up and ready before right, people right. came. They I didn't know. come in watching them like fucking, you <laughs> know. know, bugs buddying this shit. Um, here too is a quick little video where it shows them like moving the shit around. Oh, wow. It's so floppy. <laughs> that's what she said. Yeah. So it's like the th- he's like rolling over one of the arm, like the trucks. Um, so it's pretty wild. And then there's one with him carrying a plane. <laughs> we should be <clears throat> learning about this. So, no, you know what I mean? It's cool. I want, I want this shit. tattooed on me because I'm just weird like that. A floppy I, tank? Uh, no. <laughs> they actually, uh, 
they got their own badge. Oh, oh yeah. my god! Yeah. I will get that tattoo with you. Right. That's so so cool. they've got they've got their own ghost ghost I unit badge. We should all three get that tattoo. I'm okay they didn't that. have it then, but they have it now. I but want it's, that as a I, tattoo. It's, That's cool. It's yeah. the coolest <laughs> the coolest thing to me. I just literally. And my mind is blown mm-hmm. that this actually happened and that this existed. And then I also like <laughs> tip the hat to the level of brilliance because the truth is too, you know. And th- and these guys, you know, they only had each other. There was again like eleven hundred of them, um, but they were placed in places where they were had the capacity to be confronted. Right. And if right. they were, they would have died. Yeah. You know, very likely unless they had some great escape plan, which they may have. Um, they were facing some uh they're gonna be facing some real shit. Yeah. So I don't know, man. Ghost Army is that I have to give it to you. That is one of the that coolest is, things yeah. I've ever heard of. One of the coolest motherfucking things. Go to the blog. We'll have videos <clears throat> and pictures and stuff. And, and uh, one day we'll have tattoos and we'll film yeah, it and put gonna, it on our Instagram. We're yeah. gonna get the uh, the the ghost badge uh, tattoo. That's fucking crazy. I don't want to follow you now because all of mine feel lame. <laughs> <laughs> Honestly, that one was like the only one I was really excited uh, about. I'm gonna, oh, now, right. now I'm going to talk about stockings on TV. <laughs> <laughs> but to be fair, like that's those were all things I had. I was like, well, right. this is what we got. But I'm yeah. leading with the army one. I, I want to say though, uh, the with the ghost army, I just kind of I thought that they were all in sheets or something, <laughs> and then they all came out of the boats on D Day, and the Germans were like, ha! <laughs> <laughs> I thought you were going to tell me something like actual supernatural because you have like you know experiences with ghosts and like <laughs> freaky things were happening. I led a ghost army is what I was saying. <laughs> yes, thank I you. was the leader of this army yes. and we were actual ghosts. <laughs> um, all right. Well, it sucks I'm to be me. 150 years old. <laughs> but I'm going to follow um, Swedes fall for the stocking on the black and white TV prank. This is just mean spirited a little bit in my opinion because the way I see it is technology we are obviously growing up and we are very familiar with technology there are things that blow us away we're like oh my god wow that's amazing but nothing really shocks us anymore we're like of course of course they can create that of course they right i think that all the time when i watch america's got talent and you know yeah and people like people do things that are very talented but Mm -hmm. people have seen it so much like they don't even give a shit right it's not even yeah yeah like it's like chainsaws on fire you're like boo and i'm like (laughs) it's on fire (laughs) right but my point is back before we had the technology advancing that we advancement that we have today imagine you know a black and white tv was a pretty big deal not everybody had one so the idea of a tv or movies being in color was like pretty amazing but maybe not a huge stretch but maybe like you know something that would excite you for whatever reason i don't know why this was a good idea but uh, in 1962 um TV was still a rather new thing, and the idea of turning one's black and white TV into a color set was a powerful thing. Sweden's then-only television network, (laughs) SVT, played an April Fool's prank and told viewers that if they stretched a pair of nylon stockings over their TV set, their picture would be (laughs) colorized. What? (laughs) It's so mean. And then, of course, it didn't work. (laughs) So... How big of stockings that you have to have? <laughs> I think the TVs are really big small, the TVs right? Maybe were back I don't then? know. That's a good. Or maybe they got bigger. Maybe they only stretched it over the screen. Like t- I don't know, but it just seems mean. <laughs> I also read too, where the uh, the announcer on the television encouraged them, they had, told them they had to move their heads back and forth. <laughs> they had to move their heads back and forth so for, for the to color work. to work. Yeah. And the thing is, you can't even like see that prank going down. You, you know what I mean? Like, it's not like you're watching people rea- react. You're right. just doing it knowing that people are being stupid. <laughs> it's <laughs> like, great. It's, oh, man. It's actually really funny. Yeah. That's incredible. Adam, are you okay? Yeah, I swallowed wrong and now I'm dying. 
<laughs> Wait, what'd you swallow? Wrong. You swallowed, <laughs> oh, you swallowed wrong. Yes. Oh, okay. I was like, what's a wong? Or <laughs> <laughs> did you get wong from? <laughs> Um, yeah, we're not going to edit that out, folks, so enjoy that. <laughs> um, cool. One day we'll pay a company to do that. Yeah. Oh, okay. um, so here's my next one. You know, this one is, I think oftentimes with pranks, uh, they can be um, just like you get a good laugh of it, or they can just be really fucking clever. And I think this is just a very clever, fun prank. Um, so back in 2012... The students at MIT, which is a very kind of brainiac. Uh, yeah, we've heard of MIT. You've heard of MIT? <laughs> oh. Okay, I'm not going to assume that everyone listening knows what MIT is. I am. I'm going to assume everybody knows what MIT <laughs> is. If you don't, it is a place for people with big brains, okay? <laughs> What's it stand for? Do what? What's it stand for? Michigan Intelligence t- Television. <laughs> Um, so the students at MIT, there's a building on campus. They call it the green building. And it's just like another building that that holds, you know, whatever classes in it. Um, but it's a 290 foot tall building with very, uh, specific squares that are aligned all the way up and down it. And it's very appeasing to the eye. It's just (laughs) that they call it the green building. Um, so they decided that they wanted to find a way to turn the side of this building into a playable Tetris game. Oh, shit. I was going to use that. They came up with this idea in 1993. Yeah. And it took them many, many years and a lot of planning and orchestrating. And uh, I think they may have even had a failed attempt. But in 2012, they finally made it a reality. Um, And for them to set it up after the planning, it took them two months and a lot of sleepless nights in order to construct um, what has been one of the largest organized, colorful. It was a complete hack, right? Yeah, they it was had a to ha- hack into the system. Yeah, yeah, they had to hack into the system. They they had to put their own lights and stuff into it, but they had to hack this entire system um, to to make this work. And and the tech people call it one of the holy grail of hacks. Um, <laughs> through a complicated system of wirelessly controlled LED lights. These talented engineers transformed 153 of the building's windows into falling colored blocks, which were controlled by players at a podium <laughs> outside the fucking building. Holy shit. Tetris. Yeah. And, it, and yes. like, here's the thing, and it, you know, to MIT's credit, it's already clever enough to hack into a system right. and to create a Tetris game that is playable yeah. outside the building with the lights on the windows lighting up so you can actually play the fucking game. But that wasn't enough. And a sweet little twist, um, after beating the first level, which is normally which is normal Tetris, the second level, they use harder to identify pale colors on the blocks. And then if you can beat that level on the third level, they feature color-shifting tiles that appear, um, and they, they change and disorient it throughout the, throughout the process. Um, so I actually have pictures of it. This is what it looked like. Yeah, it's amazing. On the side of the building, which, you know, looks very pretty and colorful. You're like, oh, holy shit. Ooh, I love just... Tetris. That was the o- I'm not a gamer. That was the only game I ever, like, really, as a kid, liked. So I'm playing in the background a video that I hope you go and watch at the blog, but... I think this is the color changing blocks level, yeah. but you can see everyone's crowding outside. It's, it's a, magical. Yeah, and they're moving the blocks around. That's uh, cool. It's cool. They literally turn the side of an entire building 
you know, uh, outside of the knowledge of anybody else on campus that would not have proved this <laughs> yeah. into a playable board by tapping into the system and, and rigging <laughs> their own setups to make it possible. That's incredible. Yeah, it's really clever. Um, and again, if you've never heard of MIT, which <laughs> <laughs> this is Chin's first time, those, right. those guys are smart. Okay? Yeah, they're so, very smart. Really cool prank. All right. Once again, we're going to go down a notch. <laughs> Sweet. It, this was not exactly clever, just like they really committed to it. And it wasn't on the grand scale of something like that where the public could see it. But there were a group of men who um, were roommates and one of their roommates was out of town for an extended period. Like he took a summer and went traveling or something. And so while he was gone, they decided to upgrade his bedroom, which mm-hmm. is a nice thing to do if... If a grown man is a fan of, let's say, everything in the room being pink and frilly. Cool. So, Adam, basically, is what you're saying. I mean, this yeah. room pink is frilly, the it's dream room for, you know, a, a young child. I won't even say a girl because, you know, a boy might want like these colorful Adam blocks and he might want, <laughs> you know, the princess Sorry. decor. So I'm going to show you the picture of um, what it looked like before. Actually, I don't want to do that. On the blog, I will post them side by side. But here, Adam, you can see what his room used to look like in the room he was so lucky to come back home to. Oh, my God. It's a princess. <laughs> He's like, a princess. Like, it's a, the, 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 it has the a bed. canopy bed. Yeah, the canopy bed. That's beautiful. A lot of toys. I mean, that's an expensive prank. Like, they really committed to like yeah. an overhaul. They painted the room pink. They, I mean, it's all pink. Just walks in. He's like, <gasps> there's a bunch of toys. I wonder if he kept it. That's what I want to know. I want to know if he kept it or like, I mean, what do you do at that Uh, point? We rearranged my friend's bedroom in college and he cried. Really? Wait, what? It was (laughs) Steve-O. He quit the fraternity that night. He didn't like, he said he was done, but. Oh my God. What they did though, which not quite the same, but they, our bedrooms in the fraternity house were very small Mm -hmm. and um, the living room was very large. So mm-hmm. what they did was they moved all the furniture out of the living room and they turned the living room into his bedroom. Why? They put everything exactly where he had it to where it replicated what he had done in his bedroom. Why did they put him in the living room? Well, they didn't put him in there. He wasn't there. Mm-hmm. They just thought it'd be funny if he walked into the house <laughs> and his bedroom was in the living room. Um, what's why it's one did of those he things where when you're because he got pranked a lot and he's he was finally just fucking sick of it. He's like, Fuck you guys, you know, because it was Steve O. He's just uh, he's one of those guys where he uh, you can you know, you do fun stuff to him and he generally will take it on the chin. They mm-hmm. did a lot of stuff like that. Mm-hmm. And they once I think they put his truck in the volleyball pit <laughs> and they couldn't get it out. Oh. <laughs> Yeah, but I mean, you know, we pushed it out, so it was fine. You know, I'm surprised that you didn't bring more of your own stories to this because I, I had like when I worked in the doctor's office and certain jobs I've had, like I had my like little history. I don't know that'd be a very humble thing to do. All right, here's an episode of the world's most elaborate (laughs) pranks, and these are all from my repertoire. (laughs) I'm just saying, I feel like I am hilarious. Every time we talk, and we've been together years now, but you'll tell me something so casually, and I'm like, "You did what? (laughs) Yeah, who?" Why? And it never feels real to me. And and to my credit also, you do lie sometimes about shit because you think it's funny. So sometimes I don't 
That is your prank. You think it's funny to like tell us things that are stupid. What is that one stupid thing? He told everybody that he went to high school with the Allstate guy. <laughs> and he would never deny it. And for years, what? he just insisted that he went to school with a guy that's um, on Allstate. He was a senior, just like me. We graduated from the same school. That man stupid. is so old now. <laughs> yeah, I know. It was an incredible experience to be with him. Yeah. yeah. To be with him. <laughs> anyway, well. what's your next prank? <laughs> um, I apologize because um, I was throwing this together at the last minute, so I didn't get the right enunciation enunciation for this. Um, it is a volcano in Alaska. Um, anybody know its name by chance? Um, Edgecombe, uh, E-D-G-E-C-U-M-B-E. No. See, I like to read a lot. I don't speak a lot. All right. So, so what would you say? E- edge. I think we can get that. So that's E-D-G-E, Edge, Just right? Just call it the volcano. C-U-M-B-E. Edge come I would say come. Edge come. I, edge I think come. edge come. All right. So this is a prank about the eruption of Mount Edge come. Um, <laughs> and this was pulled off. <laughs> <laughs> is that the prank? No, this yeah. is one of my college okay. stories. Ready? We're going to have to censor this episode. <laughs> All right. <laughs> um, so on April 1st, naturally, in Sitka, which you know, sounds familiar, if, uh, if you're familiar with that, it's where the proposal was filmed. Hello. <laughs> it's okay. familiar if you are familiar <laughs> with it. <laughs> They were horrified <laughs> oh my to God. see that their friendly neighborhood volcano was spewing smoke from its little volcano crater. Um, so concerned residents were actually, you know, because volcanoes destroy. Wait a minute. Somebody staged a volcano erupting? Well, I don't know, Jen. Funny? I could tell you the rest of the story if you would allow me. It's just that this doesn't sound funny. This sounds terrible. <laughs> okay. And it's easy for you to feel that way. But if you're there, you'd probably laughed with the rest no, of the No, I would not. I know. And they would have probably ostracized you and you would have had to move. They would have put you in the volcano. <laughs> yeah. They would have probably burned you, <laughs> called you a witch. volcano. Yeah. So concerned residents began to assemble in the streets and gaze upon the volcano because they noticed that there was a lot of smoke coming out of it. Um, so they sent a Coast Guard over. Um, he was radioing. Oh, yeah. Let's waste our tax dollars. Would this you is fucking a let prank. me talk? All right. <laughs> I know you don't like the exploding volcano. We get it. So they sent a Coast Guard in. And as he drove over the top of the mountain in the snow, someone had wrote April Fool's. And he got a big. Actually, you know what, Jen? As a matter of fact, it says as he drove over the top of it, he started laughing. He thought it was funny. He worked for the Coast Guard. That's great, because he was getting paid to do nothing. <laughs> he was an important man. Yeah. Well, in Alaska, there's not a lot of Coast Guard duties to happen, okay? But on this day, he got some action, mm-hmm. and it was funny as he drove over the top of the mountain, spray-painted mm-hmm. in the snow um, with a pile of tires that were set on fire. Oh, um, there was a big thing that said April Fool's, and the fake eruption was actually put together by a local prankster, which they all loved and adored, might I add. And he's a 50-year-old. His name was Oliver Porky Picard. <laughs> because naturally, if you're going to have a prankster in town, his name is going to be Porky. Well, Porky <clears throat> needs to go read The Boy Who Cried Wolf. That's all I'm saying. Well, the idea to ignite the volcano actually occurred to him in 1971 before you were born. Um, as soon as he thought of the idea, he decided... <laughs> Um, I've got to do this. So he started collecting old tires. So he had collected oh my 70 old tires that he kept in an airplane hangar. Um, what's crazy is that every April Fool's Day, um, when he was going to do his prank, the, um, the visibility conditions were not good. It was very <laughs> foggy, and he couldn't pull it off. So he held on. The universe pranked him. And he waited for the right April Fool's Day. And in 1974, in the clearest of conditions, um, he decided that he would do it. And this wasn't just an mm-hmm. uh, elaborate prank by old Porky himself or mm-hmm. his little little crazy friends. 
he wanted to be responsible, so he anna- he he let all the authorities know in the town that it was happening. He let the FA controllers know. The only person they forgot to tell was the Coast Guard, which is why the Coast Guard went. Everybody else knew it was a giant prank mm-hmm. that he had orchestrated, and it was mm-hmm. all supposed to be like, oh, we just got you guys. Like, it's all a big prank. But um, the Coast Guard came, and... And then he even got a big laugh out of it. They were all laughing. I just want to keep pointing that out. Were they? It was a great time. Yeah. Yeah. Um, But long story short, they had to get helicopters involved. Oh, my God. That sounds great. They had to literally. What is your. (laughs) Really? So aggressive. I I know. It's very unnecessary. (laughs) Why? Why? (laughs) Because there are certain things that are just not funny to me. Like people are like, let me go throw a backpack and pretend it's a bomb into a crowd of people. That That feels more extreme. Yeah, that's I'm just saying it's the same. I, I I don't think that pranks that like terrify or torture people in any concept like that is funny. I just don't think it's funny. But that's, that's okay. Funny. All right. And you've let us know that mm-hmm. a million times throughout the entire time I was trying to talk about it. So I'm going to finish now. We get it. You don't like the prank. All right. It was very elaborate, though, because they had to get helicopters involved and they had to fly <laughs> in the tires. Mm-hmm. And they got all these agencies involved in this entire town. And they all knew what was going on. And it was a big prank for the entire town. And that's why it was elaborate and huge and they put all these smoke bombs and all this gasoline on these tires and they set it on fire and the story doesn't feel fun anymore because the air was sucked out of the room by an air sucker you're the kirby of this podcast i don't know that reference so (laughs) what (laughs) really no i do not no okay all right you want to do yours now no one's lame (laughs) (laughs) that's why you're upset wasn't wasn't like the greatest but it was crazy that they got like a whole town of officials involved and they had to have helicopters to pull it off. <clears throat> yeah. Chase's fault. It was crazy. <laughs> I agree. So it was crazy. Okay. So um, let me talk about my dumb prank. Okay. All right. Fooling the public is easier than one can imagine if you're a major news outlet. In 1951, Brits flooded... Brits flooded calls into the BBC when one of its news segments ran a prank broadcast describing the spring crop of pasta growing on trees, a small (laughs) village bordering Italy and Switzerland. The three-minute segment fooled the British viewers, many who didn't regularly eat pasta. I don't know why. Who doesn't regularly eat pasta? Hmm. Um, And had people calling to ask how they could grow their very own spaghetti (laughs) trees. (laughs) So look... I have this picture. I don't know if it's the picture from the time, but um, it looks like strings of spaghetti. So, you know, I will say this. I don't think I'm dumb enough to believe something like that. But there are. (laughs) Really, Jennifer? I'm not not saying that, you know, I, I, you know, whatever. But there are things that sometimes I am surprised by the way that they grow. There are certain fruits and stuff that I eat. I'm like, okay, I know an apple grows on a tree, but like, I don't know what asparagus looks like when it grows. That's so funny because I was just thinking, if you look at asparagus, <laughs> there's a meme where it's like, asparagus be out here growing like <laughs> somebody faked it or something. Right, oh. right. So somebody showed me a picture of that and then our neighbors are growing it and I was like, I have no idea. It looks like someone's playing a prank. It does, exactly. So, you know, I tried to show a little kindness to the spaghetti believers, but spaghetti Spaghetti does not grow on trees. The flying spaghetti monster? Maybe that is what happened there. Ramen. Uh, I mean, the pictures were pretty pretty deceptive. Yeah. Do you have... Yeah, I have just the one. Do you have extra? Um, yeah, Chase, all, can you add to her story so I'm that sorry, she can win? I'm sorry, I suck this <laughs> they, week. They I really do. look the same, you know, of like people by trees. Yeah. We'll put the picture on the blog. But it looks like, yeah, trees with like skinny... And they're... 
They look uncooked, obviously. I, I mean, think, they looked cooked, so it's like they're floppy. One thing <laughs> you know? I did read floppy was things that, um, and, uh, and, you know, I, I would assume that everyone knows, you know, what pasta is, but <laughs> since it was, um, since the prank was done to the British, there was something that was put into context of the little sentence I read that a lot of the British didn't eat pasta. Yeah. Mm. So yeah, that's why like, I just said, why don't they eat yeah, pasta? Yeah. yeah. So they were like, they naturally were like, well, I guess, I guess pasta grows on trees. Let's get a <laughs> pasta tree. Wow. You know, putting pasta trees on their, uh, on their Christmas list. I want a pasta tree. Pasta yeah. You should get one. They grow them in Britain. I love pasta. So right. my next one is the most uh, costly prank that I could find. Um, it was <laughs> it was a prank that shook the business world, as it says. So this was in 1984, uh, an industrial accident at a union uh, plant in India killed thousands and created lifelong health problems for thousands more. So on the 20th anniversary of this disaster, a man posing as a representative of the Dow Chemical Company appeared on BBC News claiming full responsibility for the disaster and pledging 12 billion worth of assets to help pay oh my for God, medical costs cruel. and cleanup. That is cruel. Except so cruel. He wasn't associated with the company at all. How did they get that I approved? I do not know. The man was actually part of a culture-jamming activist group called the Yes Men. The announcement caused the Dow stock to go berserk. And by the time the whole issue was cleared up and they figured out what the hell was going on, the false announcement had caused Dow stock to plummet by $2 billion. Oh, oh my God. God. You know what? No wonder we have problems today with the media and news. No wonder we have trust issues, yeah. honestly. They've been pulling pranks for forever. How does someone who pretends to be someone How get do they get away air? with it? Oh. First the stockings, now this. <laughs> Honestly, the spaghetti the trees were also the on the TV. Um, what? Wait, what is the yes men? Say. What is the yes men? I didn't look up the activist group. So what was his, I guess, goal? He obviously wasn't just trying to do a prank. He was. Oh, he declined interviews. Okay. Yeah. He's not okay. growing spaghetti trees. <laughs> All right. <laughs> Let's talk about Zachary Cole Fernandez. Adam, you will appreciate this. Why? Because he is an artist with a vision, and that vision involved the iconic Hollywood sign that he changed to say, Hollyweed. (laughs) 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 Yeah. So this was in 2017, which was not too long ago, and I, again, am perturbed that I didn't know about this. Did y'all yeah. know about this? I Have you not. heard of this? Nope. I'd seen pictures, but I didn't, is I didn't this know a, the story behind it. Is this a thing that has happened before, or am I just thinking about movies? I feel like things like the I, Hollywood sign gets affected, but I feel like I usually just see it like in movies. People do things to the Hollywood sign. But yeah. this really happened. People normally just climb it. Oh, they that like makes sense. get on top of it, and you know, and they they fucking helicopters come in and take them to jail. You, um, <laughs> you, you lived in Hollywood for a little while, didn't you? Yeah, I did. I never climbed the sign. I'm so I'm surprised. surprised. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. um, okay, so Fernandez used white tarps and black flags to alter the sign's appearance, resulting in a stunt that attracted thousands of spectators. The police didn't find it funny, though, and they arrested him for the High Times sign prank. Yeah, yeah. he did mm-hmm. get arrested. <laughs> high Times. Oh, but here's the picture. Worth it. Holly Weed. 
Get that as a tattoo. Be... Yeah, that's another tattoo for <laughs> yeah, you. Yay. <laughs> Where are we going to put that one? Foreheads. Um, I didn't write this one down, but I just thought about it. Because do you remember when we first started um, the Salty Mermaid Entertainment Platform, one of the first videos we ever did that did really well was the IHOP video. Yeah. We made one about... Um, Making fun of like, uh, do you remember the time it was a prank? I don't think a lot of people realize that when IHOP decided they were going to change their name, yeah, yeah, to IHOP. I thought it was real. As a well. lot of people yeah, thought it was real, purpose, right? Yeah. yeah. So I. It was a marketing campaign, right, to try to get attention, yeah. and it worked. They're trying to be like, "Hey, we have more than just breakfast food. We got burgers." Yeah, yeah. yeah. So was, I think I'm going to go post that video also on the blog because that was one of our first videos that ever did well. So shout out to IHOP for uh, for that. <laughs> shout out to us. <laughs> shout out to us for taking an opportunity, but it was inspired by IHOP turning into IHOB. IHOBs. I'm yeah. Um Outside of everything you've done, I don't have anything else written down. I do have one that I didn't write down that I saw. I'd seen it before. It's a pretty elab. It was a very <laughs> elaborate prank. It was by a YouTuber, um, and I don't know his name, but at this time, uh, he had built up quite a reputation for being a prankster kind of guy. Mm-hmm. Um, and what he decided to do was prank a friend who it was meant to be like a kind-hearted prank. It was more like a. Um, What's the word? An intervention. Oh. Mm. Oh, I know what you're talking yeah, about. Yeah, so their friend um, was drinking and driving all the time. Ooh. And Ooh. when he was screaming at his friend in the video, uh, I think he would said that his friend had gotten five DUIs. Which oh, is how? Insane. How? Yeah. I have no idea. But he did say five very clearly. I do remember that because I thought, how the fuck does this guy get five DUIs? But this guy, what they decided to do was play a prank on him to try to teach him a lesson. Um and with the money they had, they found an office space and they remodeled it to look exactly like a hotel, excuse me, not a hotel, but a hospital room. Oh, my All God. All the equipment, the bed, TVs mounted on the walls. And they brought in like freight, you know, actor friends that were fake Holy and had shit. them dress up as doctors. They even went as far as recording a fake newscast oh that would come on the TV talking about dates and events that already passed. So this guy got so blackout drunk that when he woke up, he woke up in a hospital bed. Oh, in my a hospital God. Room. Oh. And, they, and the doctors rushed in. And they're like, oh, my God. Holy shit, sir. Please be still. You have been in a coma for 10 years. Like you had an accident while I have so many mixed feelings about this. Oh my God. I I can't imagine. He was like, you know, kind of looking around. You could tell he was very confused. And they kept referencing dates and things that had happened. And they're like, well, just be still, sir. Chill out. I'm going to turn on the TV for you. And literally, like a normal broadcast, they were talking about events that had passed in recent years. And Miley Cyrus was now, you know, Got busted doing meth and and oh a trailer. Oh my god! Like, Poor all, all these things um, that reference dates. Like, and you remember, you know, her previous thing that happened on this date, and the guy was just kind of like, "What the fuck is going on?" But every time they came That'll in, like, terrifying. "Hey, listen, don't try to move too fast. It's been ten years, okay? You need you need to be still." And he kept asking for his daughter. And then at the end, his friend came in and was dressed up as a doctor, you know, covered up, mm-hmm. head to toe. I don't think he could really tell it was him. He's like, "All right, sir, I want to do a couple tests just to make sure that." You can feel all your limbs properly, you know, but we don't want to move too fast. So he touched his foot. He's like, can you feel this, sir? <laughs> He's like, yeah, I can feel it a little. Oh, He's like, okay, my God. Good. He went to his knee and he tapped on his knee. He's like, okay, do you have feeling, you know, in this part of your leg? He's like, yeah, I can feel that. And he's like, okay. And then he went to his face and he went, wham! <laughs> he hit him? He slapped the shit out of him. Oh, my God. And he's God. like, can you feel that, you bitch? And then he just kept slapping him. Oh, my God. And his friend was, like, laughing his ass off. He realized, like, in 
you know, that it was him. And he was like, oh, my God, you motherfucker. Oh, like, my What's God. What's the last thing you remember last night, fucking asshole? I don't know, man. I drank. I got fucked up. And he was like, that's my point. Five DUIs, you stupid oh son of a bitch. Oh, my God. So, like, Damn. he was. I mean, at uh, first was I was a, a little uncomfortable. But now I'm like, you know what? I kind of, for, I he, kind of get it's it. Like, <laughs> it's kind and of. And he, start, he just kept hitting him and hitting Damn. him and hitting him and hitting him. And his friend was trying to laugh it off. But. It was it was very very well put together. Yeah, no, that's intense. insane. Yeah. When I was uh, on Reddit looking for like some like individual stories, there was a story about a girl. It's not at all that intense, but it made me think of this because there was a I don't know what kind of school it was. I guess like a, a boarding school type because they had dorms, and there it was small, so there was like ten girls in the whole whatever but her roommate was gone overnight and i don't think that she had any particular reason that they were targeting her just the opportunity was there but she was gone for the weekend and they basically staged it so that while she was gone they moved all of her stuff out um of the room and basically staged it so that when the girl was there and was asking oh where's my roommate where's becky they were like who's becky and they were like you know becky and they're like who is becky and she was like where's becky's stuff <laughs> and so everybody pretended they didn't know who becky was and like there were no pictures and no nothing in the bed yeah. and stuff so i was like man that that's elaborate um be terrifying yeah i mean i have nightmares of stuff like that happening to be honest like oh. in real life um, and then there was one that I read on Reddit that was funny because it was this guy that was, I want to say, it sounds like a movie, but he was like basically the son of a, a richer guy and he kind of like grew up not really taking responsibility or being very whatever. So his dad was like, oh, I want to teach you hard work. And so he paired him up with this guy who was supposed to spend the summer like making him do like hard labor or whatever. And the guy decided that this kid was an asshole. And so like he <laughs> basically, and I won't go into all the details, he mapped out how he did this, but he basically stages so this guy had this one room he was working in this small like under the stairs type space and he was like okay and you need to do this side now i didn't do this side so that i guess he wasn't paying attention to exactly what he was doing but in the end he didn't realize that he was building a cage around himself until <laughs> oh so he'd actually completed it no. how the fuck that could happen i don't know but that's the story so it's not you know, I, stupid <laughs> i wish he had pictures but there were none also i saw on boomerang this was referenced i've never heard of this maybe y'all have heard of this there is uh, a boomerang app for iphone but not like not like instagram boomerang but like it's a prank and people you're supposed to be able to throw your phone and it'll come back to you and it doesn't work <laughs> so people were downloading this app and throwing their phone <laughs> <laughs> that's just like natural selection of yeah yes. maybe so all right um yeah but that, i think that's all i got for the pranks just suing the app i feel like honestly it all went downhill after you talked about the ghost thing because i could never i couldn't get you up to that amazing yeah it's okay jen you still have a chance give me another 20 <laughs> no more ice cream for you <laughs> ice cream. um yeah so if you're done I don't have any more, but I yeah. did want to talk about something slightly different. Normally, I would use this time to talk about, like, comments and stuff that we get on our social media stuff because, um, you know, that's always fun. But this actually is a message that I got from someone. For whatever reason, we are, we've gotten some new listeners, and we they all go to the reincarnation episode first. So I keep getting messages about our reincarnation episode. If you haven't listened to that, you should. But... Um, what was crazy is someone sent me this video, and Chase, you're on TikTok more than I am. You may have seen it, but there is a little girl who is three years old. She's born American. Her father is Japanese-American. Her mom's just American, but for whatever reason, this three-year-old speaks in a full British accent 
all the time. <laughs> so people are like, is this reincarnation? Does she used to be Princess Diana? I'm going to play the clip for you real quick. Make sure my volume is on. That's bizarre. It's like, very bizarre, right? No child would do that on purpose. <laughs> right. Like now there are there are other things that they factor in and it does shift it. I thought at first I was like, oh my god, reincarnation, because I love and fully believe in reincarnation at this point. But um as I did some research into the account and stuff, the little girl um, is on the autism spectrum. And so we we to that credit, there are situations where, you know, things that we can't wrap our brain around, but like how someone maybe is nonverbal but they can play the piano like nobody's business, even mm-hmm. though they were never formally taught. So, like, you know, that could be part of it. Um, and, and then also people, you know, point out that this kid probably watches Peppa Pig. Yeah, but you that's know. so thick. It, it's like, very unusual. It sounds real. The only, so, I mean, that is me throwing out the, you know, being devil's advocate, the logical, maybe, maybe mm-hmm. it's a combination of being on the autism spectrum and also watching Peppa Pig and stuff like that. Um, her mother says that she was nonverbal for a long time. She's three now and she clearly is speaking, but. Man, I hope Ashton does that. <laughs> yeah, right? But she speaks, um, but she's like, it's not like she, like most kids would, if they're copying a show, only do it sometimes. Like she's like, she always only speaks in a British accent. I really want Bastion to have an Australian accent. <laughs> oh my God. <laughs> I hope so too, mate. <laughs> <laughs> Crikey. Um, okay, that's all I got. <laughs> I'm not good at accents. I thought she said crackhead. <laughs> <laughs> I heard cracky. I like, There's the American. Damn it. Damn cracky. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah. Yeah. Not my strength. That's okay. Thanks. Great. Well, here we are. And we all know who won. The episode so where whatever. it was Chase. <laughs> who won. I mean, to be fair, you've won the last two. That's oh, true. Three. That's yeah. true. Yeah. I did. And I don't think I've ever won two in a row until recently. So, yeah. Cool. Well, congratulations. We did Chase. it. Hey, I thank you for Here's that. Here's looking at you, <clears throat> kid. Y'all are going to get ice cream without me. Ice cream without me. And mm. sushi. Sushi cream. Sushi cream. Okay, anyway, go to com. You can see the blog where we'll post some pictures and videos and links for you. Um, We do that for each episode so that if you ever want to go back and listen to some of the other episodes, you can always find the links and pictures. Also, go to Salty Mermaid um, ENT on Instagram and on TikTok. Cracky. Shut up. (laughs) Crackhead. Crikey. How do you say it? Crikey. 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 Okay, bye. (laughs) This is a knife. (laughs) Knife. What do they say for goodbye? Uh, bye. (laughs) (laughs) See you later, mate.